Good morning, Harvest Church. Are you all awake? Boy, the speaker is. Let's stand to our feet this morning. We're blessed to have the Gants with us. And uh, you'll, you'll thoroughly enjoy and appreciate the word that he has for you today. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come boldly before your throne of grace to obtain mercy and to find grace to help in time of need. We have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. We invite you, Holy Spirit, this morning to teach us, to enlighten us, and lead and guide us into the truth of the Father's Word. So we have expectations, and we believe that we will receive all that heaven has for us this day. And all God's people shouted, Amen. Put that first slide up, please. What's that first line say? Oh, we'll do this 25 times if we have to. What does that first line say? That was actually pretty good. Here we go.
rushing in the pressing you are making new in the soul I now surrender you are breaking new ground so I yield to you and to your careful hand when I trust you I don't need to understand make me a vessel and make me an offering make me whatever you want me to be I came here with nothing but all you have given me to Jesus bring new wine out of me in the crushing in the pressing you are making new in the soil I now surrender, you are breaking new ground. You are breaking new ground. Make me a vessel, make me an offering, make me whatever.
Father, this morning, we come into your presence and worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You are the Holy One. And we exalt your name, Lord Jesus. We magnify your name. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence. We thank you where you are, there's liberty and freedom. Jesus, 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 we worship you. We honor you. We glorify you. And everyone said, Jesus, bring new wine out of me. Amen. Well, hug somebody as you go down. Amen. This Tuesday, Patriots United at 6, the candidate for Mayor Scott Williams will be speaking. That's at 6 o'clock. Tuesday, Wednesday night at 7 is our midweek service. And this will be the last midweek service we have for a while because the following week we'll start our in-home Bible studies. And I'll go over that with you in a minute. We've, uh, I think when you came in, you got one of these. Did most of you get one of these? We've had people ask, and they say, you know, sometimes I just don't know what to read or where to go in the scriptures or whatever. So we had this printed up, and it's a 30-day reading that will take you through the, the cross, the, the crucifixion, the resurrection. And it'll take you through all of that. So if you start on March 1st, then by Easter at the end of March, you will have read through the whole story. It's not particular, they aren't particularly long. It would be a good thing that you could sit down and read with your children day by day, and you'd have the whole story, like I said, of the, the cross, the crucifixion, and the resurrection, and that would be a good guideline. So we encourage you. We have plenty of these. So if you want to hand them out to somebody or give them to other people, just pick them up on your way out, and you can do that. Also, like I mentioned, we are going to start on March, Wednesday, March 6th, our in-home Bible study. And our purpose of that was we just really feel like we need to have a good foundation and everybody in agreement of, of what we believe and where we're going. And I was thinking about it. So in the back, by the usher's room, for everybody that signed up, we've assigned you to a home place to go. And if you haven't signed up, you can still get a hold of us and we'll get you. We tried to go kind of by location. So if you live in out west, you go to a home that's out west and east and east. And, and we just tried to do that. The one group will meet here at church and they're the ones with a lot that will have more kids because we will also have a Bible study for the kids here. So you can pick one of these up when you go. And if you have any questions, just let me know. When Caleb was born, he was super long 
and he was super skinny. He, yeah, you laugh now. <laughs> he looked like he'd come out of a concentration camp. He was, yeah, he, he had these long, super skinny legs. And he wasn't home very long, and he, the kid just didn't sleep at night. I mean, he would be, he'd sleep for an hour, and then he'd get up and eat and fuss for an hour. And some things just never change. <laughs> and, you know, they're all talking about, oh, he's colicky. <laughs> Finally, good old Mary Jane comes up and says to me, why don't you go to the grocery store and buy a box of baby rice cereal and dilute it and put it in a bottle and right before he goes to bed at night, give him as much as he'll take. And we did. And it worked. <laughs> and he, he was just growing so fast. He was just hungry all the time. I, some things never change. <laughs> Anyway, we got we we'll looked through the book that we looked through books and information we wanted for the Bible study, and we ordered this. It's by Jack Hayford. It's Grounds for Living. It's all the foundational scriptures or messages, and we received it. And I got looking at it. It's pretty meaty. It's foundational, but it's meaty. And I thought, I was thinking about that, and then I thought, you know, I think where the body of Christ so much is, is they're kind of fussy, and they're kind of whiny, and they just, a lot of places aren't growing up and maturing like they should. And it's because we're just feeding them milk all the time. We've got to have some meat in our lives. And we endeavor to do that here. That's why we're giving you this. So this is meaty. And we're going to start out week one. We will do chapter one, the first part, and it will be on the word of God and the importance of the word of God. And, and, and we will not be able to do every chapter. We're going to pick out like six chapters. But you will have these books so you can study them on their own, your own because they're meat and, and we need them. And so these books cost us $15. If you can help us with that, that would be great. We'll do it on an honor system. You can even either put it in the offering and put book, $15. Um, you can give it to me. You can give it to your group leader if you would, whatever. But we want you to have these. They're good study material. They're very foundational. They're meat. And so at the end of the service, back by the usher's room, we have these. Make sure you get these so you have chapter one, so you're prepared for that. And then we'll go week by week. So with all that said, we'll go ahead and receive this morning's tithes and offerings. <clears throat> at the end of the service, we'll receive an offering for the Gants. And that will be made out to Harvest Church, but we'll do that at the end of the service. This right now is for the church, the morning tithes and offerings. So, ushers, you may go ahead whenever you're ready and receive that.
the book that you have, I wrote, I don't know how many questions. Don't get all upset and concerned about the questions. If you read the, the book, it's real careful. The chapter will explain everything. Your questions can be found there. But I did write one question in there that's not in that chapter. It's all up to you. Amen? Make you think. Praise God. Well, we've uh, talked about Kathy and I, how many years we've known Dr. Gant. It's been a long time. And last night you talked about 26 years. I can say this, you know, I, I've been blessed. Kathy and I have been blessed through the years to have relationships. Not a lot of relationships. But some men and women of God that have had a profound effect upon our lives and continue to. And this, this man is that way. Amen. Some of you are aware that he just remarried, what, last November? to Denise, sweet gal, and I'm, I, I really want to drive down there and eat breakfast where you, she runs a cafe, breakfast is the most important meal, amen, but we're blessed to have him here, and he has a message, I know from the Spirit of God, for you that will help you for this year, amen, so we're going to be listening, I want you to honor one of my dearest friends, Dr. Randall Gant. Amen. Stand to your feet. Be seated. You know, after worship this morning, uh, you've heard this it's kind of a cliche some will use. You know what? That was so good. And if that's all we do today, we could just go home right now. And I usually am one of those that stand there and go, oh, yeah, right. right. We got other things we need to do. But I'll tell you what, that was good this morning. You're so blessed here. Wow, what a wonderful time in the presence of God. And then just the other things that you're doing and starting new things, and I'm um, looking out there and seeing Caleb. Caleb, I appreciate you getting my memo on the color of shirts to wear this morning, and appreciate it. That's the younger version of what I've got on. <laughs> oh, my. And uh, Abe and Brad, uh, I like your shoes. But I'll tell you what, Dustin's shoes, those, those are something else. In fact, I was, yeah, I was looking down at my shoes, and I'm thinking, I could do that. I could do that. I, I haven't done that yet, but I do have a little notebook that's about the same color. So, you know, everything's got to start somewhere. <laughs> so look out. This could be coming soon. Who knows? Who knows? Life doesn't always unfold. Um, doesn't always turn out the way we necessarily plan for it or expect for it to turn out. Uh, I'm a planner par excellence. Um, probably have tried to plan too many things over the years. I don't know. But I like to plan and then follow the plan. And most of the time, it's worked out quite well. And most of the time, it uh, kind of happened the way I thought it would happen. But uh, it doesn't always happen. 
that way. I moved back to the farm uh, in December of 19, uh, just believed that it was the will of God that uh, I retire from what I was doing at the time and come back to take care of my aging parents and uh, manage the farms and raise alfalfa hay, etc. But basically that was it. I believed I was obeying God and I was obeying God when I did that. And I'm still obeying God by doing that. So I'm obeying God. What I hadn't planned and what I hadn't expected was that my wife Rhonda would get COVID two days after I got COVID in early October of 21. And in the two days after she got it, she passed away to heaven. That was not expected. Uh, that was not scripted. That was not planned. That was just not, 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 not. And because of God's word that I had loaded up on and stayed loaded with every day of my life since Labor Day 1974, I was able to continue to trust God through that and allow God to work in my life. And in December of that year, 21, the Spirit of God made it very clear to me that I was to make Harvest Fellowship in Shambaugh, Iowa, my church home. I'd visited there a couple of times over the years. And uh, I'm not going to say anymore. Just, yeah, it, it was good. But the Spirit of God said, that's where you're to go. And you're to make yourself accountable there. And I said, okay, I know that's you. I'm going to do it. And so uh, January, first Sunday in January of 2022, I'm there. That's my church home. I'm not just visiting. That's my church home. And probably four or five weeks after that, the Spirit of God said, here's why I brought you here. I brought you here to hide you while I heal you. And, boop, yep, that's it. I needed healing, but I needed to be in a place where I could be hidden. And in that particular church, our church, I could hide. Nobody put any demands on me. Nobody... Gave me any responsibilities. I didn't need any responsibilities. I, I just needed to chill. I needed to be refreshed by the Spirit of God. I needed to hear the Word of God ministered. I did not need to be ministering God's Word. I just needed to be there and, and let God do what He wanted to do. I did not go there looking for a new wife. Absolutely not. I just went there to obey God. Totally innocent. While there, I met Denise, who was definitely single and had been for a long time, who loved Jesus, was on the worship team, full of the word of God, loves to pray and worship God. And, and we developed a friendship out of which we then developed a relationship and out of which we then were married this last November 24th, 2023. And it has been nothing less than wonderful. Uh, I don't know about your wife, men, but I know I married, and I am married to Sister Wonderful. 
she is some kind of wonderful. In fact, I play that song every once in a while. <laughs> Been a lot of changes in my life. We were, uh, she's probably going to talk to me about this afterwards, but uh, she manages a, a cafe, Kiss My Grits. That's what it's called. She, she's got the T-shirt. She manages Kiss My Grits Cafe in Burlington Junction, Missouri. And um, so I thought, well, you know, she manages the cafe. She, she likes cafes. So I'll take her to our local, little local cafe in College Springs, Iowa, where I went to high school. And so there's a little cafe there, much smaller than her cafe. And um, so we're in there, and uh, she's looking at me like, don't you, don't you go there. Don't you? I'm going. I'm there. Okay. Ask for forgiveness later. And so we're talking to some of the people there, and there's one gentleman that was, is about, or was, he's with the Lord now. He passed away about six months ago. But his name was Joe Farquhar, and he had farms south of our farms when I was growing up. And I've kn- I knew Joe since I was just a little boy. And so Joe was in there. He'd ride his side by side. He was, his wife had passed away, and he'd ride his side by side. And he'd always be there for breakfast and lunch. When the cafe was open, Joe was there. And so we, I saw Joe was there when we got there, and then Joe recognized I was there. And so as we were up getting ready to leave, Joe's leaving, and he walks over, and he goes, he called me Randy. That's what he'd called me for years. He goes, Randy, is this your daughter? <laughs> Whoa. Uh, no, Joe. Joe, th- this is a good friend of mine. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He realized he. So that's been a joke with us. This is not my daughter. This is Denise, my wonderful wife. And um, I have, I said this last night to our leaders. I, I have laughed more in the last, certainly the few months I've been married and, the, and several months prior to that, I've laughed more in those few months than I have in my entire life before that. I'm still laughing. I'll tell you what, a merry heart does good like medicine. And, and he who sits in the heavens laughs. God. And so I'm just laughing, and a little story I told someone last night, and then I'll get into what we have today. Uh, we went out to visit my daughter in um, Colorado Springs, and this wasn't this last Thanksgiving. It was the Thanksgiving before. And um, so we're traveling, and we got Denise's little red car that we're in today. And um, we're just laughing, and we'd been by Ogallala on I-80, and and, you know, it's Thanksgiving, but it's on its way to Christmas. So, you know, I'm just, oh, la, 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 you know, la, 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 la. And so that became the, and so I'm thinking, man, they need to market that. I don't know what they have yet, but, man, that's something you need to capitalize on. And so we're just laughing about everything. And I know, I've done this for years, I know where to turn off of I-80 to head down to Colorado Springs, Denver and down to Colorado Springs, where it is laughing and carrying on. And a revelation came, oh no, we're in Wyoming, (laughs) literally. She goes, no, it can't be. I said, look at the signs. (laughs) Mr. Planner, (laughs) I'm in Wyoming. 
So what do you do? Well, you turn around. <laughs> and my granddaughter, Audra, is so stinking OCD planner type. Poppy, you're two hours late. <laughs> I know, but we had a good time. <laughs> I'll tell you what, life is good. Life is good. Each year, and I'm going to share this with everyone here this morning. I shared it last night. Each year, and you know this because I've said this to you before, usually for many, many years, each year the Lord would give me a theme at the end of one year for the coming year. And that happened again this year. I expect it. I'll have to admit, I expect it. And so by mid-December, I've got the theme for me for the coming year, but it's always worked out this way. It's not just a theme for me. It's, it's something God would have me also minister to the body of Christ. So I want to share it with you this morning as we then move our way into other things. This is my coming out party. I have not publicly ministered the word since my first wife, Rhonda, passed away until this weekend. This is my first time to minister. And it's just a thrill. It's just a thrill to be back in with that that cloak, Pastor, that that mantle, that it's not like it went away, but it just wasn't being worn fully by me. So what a what a great place for me to to have my coming out party. So we're going to party this morning and have, have a great time, but it'll also be pretty serious too. First uh, Peter chapter 4, and while you're turning to First Peter 4, let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word this morning that we have privilege of looking at. And we're asking that the Holy Spirit would take us into the word and show us things we've never seen before. But not just new stuff. But, Lord, make it so real to us that we actually do it. Not just hear it. Not just go, ooh, ah, wah, but do it. Help us be doers of the word we hear today in Jesus' name. First Peter chapter 4, verse 7. Here's, here's, here's something very sobering, and this is about as sobering of something as you could ever reflect on. The end of all things is near. Therefore, be of sound judgment and sober spirit for the purpose of prayer. Above all, keep fervent in your love for one another because love covers a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without complaint. As each one has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Whoever speaks is to do so as one who is speaking the utterances of God. Whoever serves is to do so as one who is serving by the strength which God supplies, so that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belongs the glory and the dominion forever. Amen. Now that is sobering from the standpoint, the end 
of all things is near. Last night I shared that, well, Peter, he, he, was, he was grasping some things when he wrote this in 60 A.D. as to what would be happening in the coming years. He felt, no doubt, that there was an end coming because they were under severe persecution and it was rough and it was tough for Gentiles and Jews. So if you were a believer in Jesus, it was tough at that time. So he's talking to them about that and how they need to be separated more than ever unto Christ. So it was rough and tough, and there was an end that came. Nero's reign as the Roman emperor did end, and his life on earth, Peter's life on earth, it ended about 68 A.D. But he was also speaking by the Spirit to us. As members also of the body of Christ that are here now over 2,000 years later, just before the return of Christ. He's, He's coming. And his return is sooner than when we first believed, obviously. He's coming, and the signs are there in so many ways that his return is not just imminent, but it's just right there. The end of all things is near. That's what God ministered to me in the middle of December this past year as we were wrapping up the year. And so it was very sobering for me. I just got remarried. And I must admit, I said to the Lord, you know what? If you wanted to hold off a little longer, that'd be okay. Because this is really great. (laughs) Joke. But the end is near. The end of all things. So it's it's a wrap-up time. Everything we've had privilege of learning from the Spirit of God through our leaders here at Harvest Church. Everything we've learned, whether you learned things maybe prior to coming here and then you came here and God added so much to you while here and you're growing and maturing. Everything you've learned now must be utilized to the max like never before. We've we've got to say, you know what? It's almost over. Let's get it on. Let's get her done. Let's do it right. Let's don't look back. Let's just surge ahead. And let's get her done and let's do it right and let's win the race. Meaning, let's take a whole lot of people to heaven with us. Let's take everything we've received, all those wonderful assets in Jesus. Let's, Let's take it all and use it so that others won't be lost for eternity. The end of all things is near. So we we need to keep that in mind and we need to make sure that uh, we're walking in that. And I I just hear and I see things that you're doing and decisions being made here at the church. And I recognize you're you're gearing up to do that. Pastor Mike's been ministering uh, on new wine and wineskins and whatever. And it's just awesome. Absolutely awesome. I'm a wineskin, and I've been used of God over the years, and wine has been 
so sweet to me from the Holy Spirit, and it's wonderful how the Holy Spirit has been able to use somebody like me to, to bless some people. Uh, and I've told Denise, my wife, I said, you know what? If, if what I do in the last days is just carry your coat, carry your Bible, that'd, that'd be plenty for me. Because, I mean, you think I got it. Wow. Denise has lived the Word of God, and she's walked out the life of God in so many ways and has a tre- tremendous testimony. Um, some parts of it could just maybe about make the hair on the back of your neck stand up. What God has brought her through and what God has done in her life as she's trusted him. And it's a testimony like, you know what, if God could do that for her, he can do it for me too. There ain't nothing impossible with God. And I happen to marry her. And um, so, I said to Denise, the evening of this past January 8th, we're, we're lying in bed, we've not yet fallen asleep. And I turned to her and I said, I sense there's a shift taking place in the spirit. I'm reading this because I put it down word for word what God said to me. It's a little awkward, but only because it's different than what we've been accustomed to. You know, when God does something new, I mean, it won't just totally blow us out of the water and freak us out to where, whoa. No, I mean, if you're walking with God and he's doing, getting ready to do or he's starting to do or he's doing something new, you go, yeah, that's God. Your spirit bears witness. Yeah, that's God. But it doesn't mean it won't maybe be a little awkward. And the reason it might be a little awkward is because it's something we're not accustomed to. It's Maybe the, the MO is a little different than what it's been in the past. We know it lines up with the Word of God. and it you know It registers in our spirit that it's of God, but it's maybe something that we're not accustomed to. So it might be a little awkward. So the direction of the wind is changing. That doesn't mean the wind has been bad in the past. That doesn't mean the wind has been in the wrong direction in the past. It doesn't mean what God did in the past was not important. It just means the wind is changing. The direction of the wind is changing. We have a wood stove in our apartment. Uh, I built an apartment in our barn uh, because my folks live in the main house, which I built or redid many years ago, totally. And they live there. And when I moved back to the farm, we lived in an RV and then we got tired of living in an RV. That don't take long to get tired of that. And so we built this apartment in the barn. And so that's where we live. We live in the barn. We weren't born in a barn, but we live in a barn. Hopefully we don't smell like some of the things we used to do in that barn years ago, working on hogs and, well, we'll go into that. But we live in an apartment and we've got a wood stove. I got this idea that I should use an 8-inch auger tube from a large auger that augers grain uh, and I could take this old auger tube and I'll make a chimney out of it. Now on paper it all looked good. On paper. 
got this big, long thing standing up outside, got it hooked up to the wood stove. But I didn't know at the time. I don't know everything. I'm not God. And I didn't do enough research to find out more than what I knew. And the top of my chimney is a little too close to the closest part of the barn roof, hip roof. So my chimney, the top of it, is still a little too close to the closest point. And therefore, when the wind is in the northeast or in the east or in the southeast, it doesn't draw properly. And those, those of you who are wood people, wood burning people, you kind of get what I'm talking about. It doesn't draw right all the time. Now, here's what happens. When you're on your A game and thinking it through like you ought to be thinking it through, you look to see, if I have my phone, I don't need it, but I, you need to see what direction the wind's in before you start a fire. Sometimes I get just a little focused on other things and I'm not focusing on building a fire and I don't check what direction the wind is in and I have filled that place with smoke. It's not pretty. Here's the word of the Lord. Funny little story. <laughs> this part's not going to be funny. If we don't ascertain the direction of the wind in this season as a church body will fill this place with smoke and it won't be a glory cloud. We've got to ascertain the direction of the wind of the Spirit. And all we got to do is get that figured out and then just flow along together with the Lord. It's not difficult. It's not complicated. We just got to figure it out and come into agreement. Okay, that's what God's doing. This is the direction the wind is in in this season. And let's go with him. And if you do that, if we, because I'm part of you, if we do that, we can have that glory cloud. I really believe that. I'm not trying to get weird and, you know, oh, well, we're going to have, it's going to be filled with smoke and nobody's going to be able to stand. Because Now, I'm not saying that literally, but it might happen. But I'm telling you, if we don't ascertain the direction of the wind in this new season, we will fill this place with smoke. And you won't like it. Your eyes will burn. You'll cough. <laughs> I've been through all that at, at the apartment with the wood stove. So let's don't do that. Let's, let's let God have his way. Let's finish strong. Man, let's get it right. Let's get it right. And then let's do it right. Just, just do what God's put in your heart and use the gifts he's given you and serve each other with those gifts and love each other because love covers a multitude of sin. And just get on with this thing. Those that speak, speak as it were the utterances of God. Take seriously what you're speaking when you teach and when you share the word with others. As if it were the utterances of God because if you're sharing God's word, it is the utterances of God. Let's do it right. Let's finish strong. Let's get this thing done. The end of all things is near. It's not like you haven't been prepared. 
you are responsible for more than most Christians will be responsible for. Responsible for because of what you've been taught, what you've feasted on in the way of the Word of God, not your local leaders here and others that God has sent from the outside to come and share and minister to you. You're so blessed. You've, you have such a rich heritage. The way God's worked through you in past years and the, the things that God's been able to do because of you. Now we've just got to step it up one more notch. And let's finish strong. Let's get her done. So the wind of the Spirit is, is changing. Here's the word of the Lord. And everything I've said this weekend, I believe has been important. But this part right now, I've never ministered this ever. It's not like I haven't read it hundreds of times. It's not like you haven't read it a bunch of times probably also. But this, I believe, is a right word in season. And this helps us get from where we are, I believe, launched into the new season. If you would, turn your Bibles with me to Luke chapter 4. And this is where we'll close today. Luke 4, and verse 16. Very familiar passage of Scripture, probably for most of you. And he, Jesus, came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as was his custom, he entered the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read. And the book of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. And he opened the book and found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives. And recovery of sight to the blind. To set free those who are oppressed. To proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. Now, I've talked about, maybe not here ever, but I've talked about and ministered concerning oppression for probably many years across the country, around the world. But I've never ministered this part. And if you're in the medical profession, this might mean more to you than it would to some others. There's only one place in the New Testament where this particular Greek word is used. Now, I, I get it. 
Most of you could care less what Greek word it is, what it sounds like. You don't care. But I've just got to tell you this. It's the Greek word throo. Throo. That's how you pronounce it. Throo. And it can mean lots of things, but here in particular, and the only place it's found, the only place this word is found and used in the New Testament is right here. So that makes it pretty important. It not only means broken pieces, but it literally means bruised. Jesus came, anointed of God, to set free those who have been bruised. Anybody here played high school, college football, or junior high football? Okay. It, it, I don't know if you've ever had a deep bruise. And I'm thinking of a thigh bruise. My son played high school football and then college football. But he had a, he's had a deep thigh bruise. And I remember him saying, Dad, that is so painful. I mean, I mean, this is what he would have said. Dad, you talk about getting your butt kicked. My butt is kicked. This bruise is awful. It's like my thigh is broke. I know it's not, but it's like it broke. That's that Greek word. It's like broken pieces, but basically it's bruised. And there's all different levels of bruising. You know, you can bruise, you bump into something, and, oh, huh, wonder where that come from. And later on, oh, I remember I broke, I stepped into this, bumped into this, got a little bruise there, goes away pretty quick. So there's different variations of bruise, levels of bruise, and then there's that deep bruise and I've never had a bruise that deep but I've heard people talk about it it's just sometimes it's can be as bad or almost feels worse than breaking something being bruised this is what the spirit of God told me not because of sin not because of error not because of mistakes made necessarily at all. There's many here who have been bruised in this last season. Either spiritually or soulishly or relationally or physically or financially. And the reason that they've been bruised is not because of wrongdoing necessarily at all, but because they've just been traveling through this life here in this world that we live in. And some bruising takes place. It may be light bruising, might be medium bruising, whatever that is, or it might be deep bruising. And the Spirit of God ministered to me and said, before you move to the next season, you need to let me take care of the bruising. So, again, let me emphasize. 
It's not because of sin. It's not because of horrible mistakes that anybody's made. Now, maybe somebody has sinned or made horrible mistakes. I don't know. But that's not the gist of it. It's just you've been going through life, being what you're supposed to be, doing what you're supposed to do, basically, and bruising happens. Without raising your heads, maybe, or your hands, raise your heads. (laughs) Don't raise your head. (laughs) Don't raise your hands either. But maybe give me a little nod if you feel like maybe you've been bruised along the way. Yeah, I think so. And I, I know Jesus wants to heal the bruise, whatever it is. However light, medium, or deep the bruise might be. Maybe there's been some disappointments. That would, could be in the realm of relationships. It could be in the realm of who knows what. Psychologically, disappointments, bruising. You feel bruised. Didn't even know you were bruised. You just, hmm, hmm. Let's let the Spirit of God this morning heal those bruises. And I believe it's the key to then being released to go with him into the next season. I believe it's a key to new wine being released. Let's stand to our feet this morning. Lift your hands with me if you're a hand lifter person. If you're not, won't bother me any. But if you like and if you don't mind, lift your hands. And in your own words, maybe loud, maybe not so loud, I don't know. Just tell Jesus, I'm available this morning for you to heal me from some bruising. Just tell him. Yeah, Jesus, I'm willing. I'm willing for you to heal me of any bruising that maybe hasn't yet been healed as I've been traveling this road of life with you. Denise, if you'll come join me, you'd probably be a whole lot better at this than I would. And ushers, uh, I just don't want anything super rigid or whatever. But we do want to minister to whosoever will. And the only purpose is just for the Spirit of the Lord to heal bruises. It's all we're after so we can move on. Lord, as we lay our hands on anybody that would desire that today, we simply ask that you'd use us for your glory and that through our hands, from your heart, through our hands, to their heart, their lives, healing virtue might flow, dealing with the bruises of life, And may they be dealt with today 
healing come as well as the release to enjoy the new wine of the new season that will be poured out in Jesus name Amen alright we're going to do this just as quickly as possible not going to be a lot of tearing just we just want to Lay hands on whoever wants to receive healing by the Spirit of God for bruising that's taken place in your life. Come. Ushers, you do with them what you want to do with them after they've been ministered to. Instruct them. Oh, thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Oh, in Jesus' name. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're... (laughs) there's no bruise that you can't heal so we thank you now for healing virtue to flow totally taking care of the bruise the bruise (laughs) the bruise the bruise the bruise the bruise the bruise release from the bruise Release from the bruise. Release from the bruise. Only you, Holy Spirit, know all about the bruise. And only you can heal the bruise. These bruises doctors may not be able to help with natural doctors but that's okay because you've got this Jesus we thank you for a release this day into the new season the new season the seasons where the bruises won't affect progress a season where the new wine will make the difference because of wholeness in the name of Jesus in the name that's above every name the name of Jesus You know all about us. You know what we encounter as we walk with you, as we live in this world. So we thank you now, Lord. We thank you now, Lord, for bruises healed. In every realm and arena of life. Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We appreciate you, Lord. You love us so much. You care about us so much. We might look at a bruise and go, well, yeah, it's just the way it is. That's life. Win some, lose some. You just keep sucking it up and going forward. We thank you, Lord. You care for us so much. 
you would plan a day where you would single out our bruises so that you could heal. We ask that you do it now, this day, for your glory. In the, in the midst of the release from the bruise, or bruises, we thank you for a release into the new season. New joy, new ideas, new strength, new favor, new boldness. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> we do Lord you've got our number you not only know who we are but you know, you know what you've put in us and you know what you want to do through us so we thank you this, on this day this 25th day of February of 2024 you heal the bruises and with the healing comes the release into the new season. A release for the new wine to flow. And when it flows, you will go and you'll do and you'll say what the Most High planned for you to say and do before you were ever born. We release you in Jesus' name. From the bruises. From the bruises. From the bruises. Sure you can. Hello. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, sometimes uh, I used to work for a chiropractor a really long time ago, and I learned so much. And so I can sometimes put the spine back in order. Um, I'm not a professional by any means, but I learned enough that I can do some damage if I'm let loose. <laughs> but one of the things is when I feel the spot, it causes a great pain. But in order to release that, you have to breathe through it. <laughs> and so as I'm praying for all, all of those bruises this morning, whenever God puts his finger on it and you feel that pain, go ahead and just breathe deep through it and call out to him and let him have it. And he will have his way and he will heal you. He will heal you. He'll put you back in line. So I just wanted to share that. Just breathe through it. And he'll take you on through. You have to go back through the pain. Amen. <laughs> anyone else? Let's, if, if there's anyone else that hasn't yet been prayed for concerning bruising that you want to, here's your chance. Don't be running me down the parking lot. 
Oh, I'd pray for you anyway. <laughs> yes. that they then can enjoy all that you want for them. <laughs> In the name of Jesus. 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 Amen. Going once, going twice. I have an auctioneer friend at church, and um, great auctioneer. And uh, so his name is Cam. And so uh, every once in a while, I'll go up to him before the service starts, and I'll say, "Hey, Cam, Matthew twenty-five, thirty-five, four, forty-five. <laughs> I like those scriptures, Matthew twenty-five, thirty-five, and forty-five. <laughs> and he gets a kick out of it." Other people hear it, they go, Ooh. but Cam thinks it's cool. So, Anyway, thank you so much for the privilege of ministering to you today. Those of you who were here last night, what a, what a great time together, eating together. And um, Denise and I look forward to maybe being with you a little more in the future just because we want to be and because we can be. And, you know, we're adults. We can make choices like that. We can drive over. <laughs> All right. God bless you all. Amen. That's okay. Let's be seated. There is a healing anointing here today. Amen. Thank you for being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Just remind the devil in the days ahead, it is written. And use that word, the sword of the Spirit. And remember that healing that's gone forth. Amen. We want to bless the Gants. Is that all right with you? So um, just give your best this morning.
If you need uh, an envelope, you'll look in front of you. There'll be an envelope. And you make your checks payable to Harvest Church. Your books will be in the lobby. They're $15 a piece. And if you don't have your money, you can take it. Just we'll do it on the honor system. Amen. And lay it all down. Come to Jesus. Come right now. All who are weary and all who are thirsty, come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. So come, receive your healing. Come, all you broken. Won't you come and find your freedom? And come to Jesus. And come right now. Amen. Well. How many of you were ministered to today from the Word and by the Spirit? Praise God. Well, minister that love this week to somebody else. God bless you. Thank you, everybody.